0: But today, we want to talk about living in resurrection life. And we want to read Luke chapter 24 in the NIV Bible from verse 1 to verse 8. It says, On the first day of the week, very early in the morning, the women took the spices they had prepared and went to the tomb. They found the stone rolled away. And when they entered, they did not find the body of Jesus Christ. While they were wondering about this, suddenly two men in clothes that gleamed like lightning stood beside them. In their fright, the women bowed down with their faces to the ground, but the men said to them, Why do you look for the living among the dead? He is not here. He has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still with you in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and be crucified and on the third day be raised again? Then they remembered his words. As we come together today... We commemorated Good Friday two, a day, two days ago, and today I like to call it Resurrection Sunday. Amen. This year we commemorate once more under a difficult challenge called COVID 19. Just like in 1918, the Spanish flu that lingered on and devastated many lives. Thank God now the vaccine is available. But just to remind you, around this time last year, the statistics showed that more than 1 million people around the world were infected, just 1 million, and over 90,000 had lost their lives. Just a year later, as at yesterday, the numbers stood at 131,345,781 infections, just a year later. And not only that, as of yesterday, 1,087 new cases discovered, but a total number, unfortunately, of 2,858,710 people who have passed, just in a space of one year. In our country, South Africa, this time last year, we had 2,028 people infected, confirmed cases. Now a year later, one million five hundred and fifty-one and fifty people. This time last year, there were four hundred and ten people who had recovered. Thank God, this year, one million four hundred and seventy-six thousand six hundred and five people who have re- recovered. <laughs> Tragically, last year it was twenty-five lives that were lost. This year, fifty-two thousand nine hundred and fifty-four people. But in spite of these challenges, you are still here. Come on now, somebody, we are still here. In spite of these challenges, the world still goes on. And we are still here. Fully demonstrating that there's something about God and something about who he made us to be that we can weather the storm. Yes, it's true that there are people who are still very anxious about their health anxious about the health of their children, anxious about their livelihood. As society, we are looking back, counting the cost, and we are looking forward to this pandemic being brought under control. Yesterday, I was talking with Bishop Doug Hewitt Mills, and he says in Ghana, things are back to normal. Yeah, they are still practicing social distancing and all of that, but everything's kind of back to normal. And so, Here we are at this time, we will get there sometimes. But to the scripture that we have read, these women who had come to the tomb of Jesus, we know that they were called the following. It was Mary, the mother of James. She's likely to have been among the women who had followed Jesus Christ. And probably she's the one who had provided food for Jesus and his disciples when Jesus came to their home. It was also Mary Magdalene, is the woman that Jesus had cast seven demons out of. In fact, she's also associated with the woman that Jesus saved from being stoned by the multitude in Luke chapter 7. After the crucifixion, death, and burial of Jesus on the cross, these women's hopes and the hopes of the disciples were dashed. Their hearts were filled with fear and despair filled with hopelessness, and it seemed like their destiny was buried with Christ in the grave. Think about it. Jesus is all they knew. Christ is the only hope they had. Jesus is the only one when they were around him, they could deal with all the difficulties in their lives. But all of a sudden, this hope they had, this Jesus who was there, died, was buried, and it looked like their whole destiny And the the direction of their lives was put in their grave. So their hearts were filled with fear, despair, hopelessness. They had come now to the grave to mourn the death of Christ. And in their mourning, it seemed like their lives will never see the break of day again. They were drowning in despair of the moment choking in hopelessness and fear choking in anxiety at what was going to happen in their lives this best describes the time we are in in the world where people are choking in despair and hopelessness to them the death of jesus on friday was the end of it all but they forgot that sunday is coming they had forgotten that on numerous occasions Jesus had clearly told them that he will rise again. They had forgotten that Jesus on numerous occasions actually spelled it out. Nobody takes my life except I lay it down. As a matter of fact, Jesus was clear. It will not be the soldiers who kill me. It will not be because of Pontius Pilate or because of Herod. It will not be because of the crowd that cries out, crucify him. It will be because I willfully and by choice lay down my life. And if I lay down my life, I will take it up again. And so they had gotten that on numerous occasions when Jesus told them, in fact, in John 2, Jesus said to them, the Jews answered and said to him, what sign do you show us? Since you do these things, Jesus answered and said, destroy this temple. And in three days, I will raise it up. Then the Jews said, it has taken 46 years for us to build this temple, and will you raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. Therefore, when he had risen from the dead, his disciples remembered that he had said to them, they be, and they believed the scriptures. Can I hear an amen? amen? Jesus had told them in Matthew 12, for as Jonah was three days and three nights in the belly of the great fish, so will the Son of Man be three days and three nights in the heart of the earth. He had told them in John chapter 10, verse 17, Therefore my father loves me because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. Then he says in verse 18, No one takes it from me, but I lay it down myself. He says, I have power to lay it down and I have power to take it up again. This command have I received from my father. In Matthew 17, it says, Now while they were staying in Galilee, Jesus said to them, The Son of Man is about to be betrayed into the hands of them, and they will kill him, but on the third day he will be raised up. And they were exceedingly sorrowful. Jesus was simply saying that his death would not be the end. But his death would be the beginning of a new life. His death would be a beginning of a new chapter. And certainly his death is not only the beginning of the new life for him and the beginning of a new chapter for him, but so it is for you and for me. For Colossians chapter 2 verse 15 says, having his own principalities and powers, he made an open public spectacle upon them and triumphed over them in it. The NIV says, having disarmed their powers and authority, he made the public spectacles on them, triumphing over them by the cross. So the way of the cross to the casual observer is the way of death. But to the one who understands the way of the cross is the way of victory. It is in death that victory came. It is in dying that power was released. The New Living Translation says, in this way, He disarmed the spiritual rulers and authority. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. Therefore, the cross was not a place of defeat. And therefore, we don't want to end at the cross. We don't want to stop just remembering that he was crucified on the cross. That is the beginning of the story. The end of the story is he was crucified, he died, he was buried, but he was raised again from the dead. Because the grave could not hold back Jesus. Death could not stop him. Jesus is alive today and he is not in the grave. I thank God that even when you go to the Holy Land, we really are not sure which one is his actual grave. There are two graves actually you are taken to as the possible sites of his grave. But the one good thing about both of those graves, they are empty. There's nobody there. (laughs) Can I hear an amen? And so years later, the apostle John who was imprisoned on the island of Patmos, he had a vision of Jesus. And he records this encounter in the book of Revelations, chapter 1, verse 17 and 18, in the following words. It says, and when I saw him, I fell at his feet as one who was dead. But he laid his right hand on me, saying, do not be afraid. I am the first and the last. I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of Hades and death. Can I hear a good amen in the house? And so when Paul writes about this in the book of Romans chapter 8, he says to you, he says to me in verse 11, he says, but if the spirit of him who raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, he who raised up Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies through the spirit that dwells in him. So the resurrection of Christ doesn't only end with Jesus rising from the dead, but it is translated into a living reality to Woku to Okolagu, yeah. The resurrection life of Jesus Christ referred here is not only that it raised him from the dead, but it also speaks to us who are living our current life. Which means this, you and I at this time, We can live in what I want to call resurrection power. The resurrection of Christ ceases to be just a historical fact, a story that happened back then. It becomes an everyday reality in our lives because if Jesus didn't rise from the dead, the preaching of our gospel would be dead at all. But Jesus rose from the dead. Hallelujah. And so in Philippians chapter 3, verse 10, Paul prays and he says that I might know him yeah. and the power of his resurrection. Yeah. He says, I don't only want to know his sufferings, I want to know the power of his resurrection. In other words, it is his resurrection life that makes us rise from our grave. We rise from the grave of despair. We rise from the grave of hopelessness. We rise from the grave of anxiety. We rise from the grave of worry and anxiety. It means that this Jesus that we believe in, we are also expecting him to show up in our current life because he is not dead, he is alive. But the question is, how can I, how can I activate resurrection life? Because every one of us here, we have resurrection life in us if you are born again. But how do you activate it? Because we don't want resurrection life to lie dormant on the inside of us. We want to live in the fullness of the power of resurrection life. So we need to activate the resurrection power of God that's imparted to us. Because Romans 8.13 says, The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead... Dwells in you. Tell your neighbor the same spirit Tell them again they don't believe you The same spirit Tell them again they don't believe you The same spirit Tell them again they don't believe you The same spirit spirit That raised Christ from the dead Dwells in you Tell them again the same spirit That raised Christ from the dead Dwells in you neighbor. Tell them again the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. Tell them again, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in me. And because it dwells in me, it will quicken my mortal body. Can I hear an amen? Here's what I want to suggest in activating the resurrection life in you. Number one. Somebody say number one. Number one. Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. Being born again alone will not cause resurrection power to automatically operate in your life. You have to choose to believe it. You must understand what happened to you when you got born again. When you got born again, when you got born again, it wasn't just a small yana thing it wasn't an emotional experience. It wasn't that was you were translated from death to life. You were taken from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of light. And God poured into your spirit the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead. The same power that took Jesus from the dead is the same power that took you from your spiritual death. Believe it. Believe it. Believe it. When you believe that the resurrection power of God resides in you, you begin to activate it. How do you do that? You do that through words. You start speaking faith-filled words, which release the blessing of on your life. You see, the power of God is in faith-filled words. It's released through faithful words, faith-filled words. If the spirit that raised Jesus from the dead dwells in you, the Bible says he will make your mortal body alive. It doesn't say he will make alive your glorified flesh. This is not a promise of when you have died and you have gone to heaven. It says it will make alive your mortal body. This same body that you were born with, this same body that suffers in this earth, it will make alive this same body. Oh, Basalana, you're not hearing what I'm saying. Somebody said, how can that happen? Maybe we don't understand the power of resurrection life. Let me take you back to an old grandpa called Abraham and a grandma called Sarah. She is 90 and the brother is 99. When God spoke to them and promised them to have a child, she was 80 years old. And he was about, you know, she, rather she was, yeah, she was 80 years old and he was almost 89 years old. Yeah. And God speaks to them and says, I'm going to give you a child. And Sarah being an old woman, you know, the Bible says she left. Yeah. It wasn't a laughter of faith. It was a laughter of... <laughs> <laughs> It's so interesting when you read from that time that there was a time when Abraham went over to Egypt in another place and there's a king called Abimelech who when he saw Sarah wanted her to be her second wife or third wife or fifth wife, whatever number. He wanted her for his concubine. It's kind of amazing because the king he had a choice to choose the 16-year-old maidens. What was wrong with this old grandma that she looked more pretty, more strong than the 16-year-olds. I'll tell you what was going on. God went into, no, it wasn't a spiritual body. It was the same physical body. God gave him a job better than Botox, better than any other thing that at the age of 980 years, this grandma looked more attractive than the 16 year old. Oh, the Bible says that same life is to be operational in your life. The same spirit that raised Christ from the dead is the same spirit that operates in your mortal body. It is that same power that wants to heal your body and set you free and make you strong. It is that same power that will kick the spirit of death out of your body. It is the same power that will give you life. Can I hear a good amen? 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 You see, the yoke of curses has been broken over our lives. The yoke has been destroyed under resurrection power. And every type of blessing that comes from God has been released to us. So believe it. Tell your neighbor, believe it. Say it again, believe it. Number two, speak it over your life. Speak it over your life. Don't speak death over your life. Speak life over your life. When you believe that resurrection power is residing in you, you begin to activate it through your words. That resurrection power that's coming out of God from his word into your spirit and out of your mouth will quicken your mortal body. What does it mean? Every time you speak the name of Jesus over your life, every time you plead the blood of Jesus over every situation, every time you speak the word over every situation, Satan is defeated in your life. Make no mistake, Basalana. Satan doesn't want you to know this. He wants you to always think about you being a defeated foe, but I'm not defeated. Tell your neighbor, I'm not defeated. Tell your other neighbor, I am not defeated. Tell your other neighbor, I am walking in victory. Say it again, I'm walking in victory. So believe it, number one. Speak it, number two. Number three, act on it. I said act on it. When Satan tries to bring the curse back in your life, remind him, Horoite King, you are trespassing. When he tries to bring anything back, remind him what the word of God says. Can I hear an amen, Bazelon? You have the authority to make him leave. You have the authority to bind him and bring him down. Not because of you, but because of what Jesus did on the cross. Can I hear an amen in the house? Remind him of that. Because the spirit of God rests on the inside of you. How do we then act on God's word to release resurrection life? Okay, we said we must first of all believe it, speak it, and act on it. And then on a daily basis, apply the name of Jesus and the blood of God's power on over every situation of your life. When sickness tries to come your way, apply the blood of Jesus. When disease tries to come your way, apply the blood of Jesus and speak resurrection power. If lack tries to reside in your life, apply the blood of Jesus and speak the resurrection power. Declare that the curse is over in your life. Tell the enemy that you are defeated. Claim the triumphant power of the cross. Remind the devil, Jesus broke your power and through the cross I am victorious over you. Never ever allow yourself to accept defeat in your life. Jesus paid a price that is too high for you to accept anything less than complete victory in your life. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! Number two, live the healed life through the resurrection power. When you made Jesus the Lord of your life, the Holy Spirit imparted in you the same power that raised Christ from the dead. The same power that defeated principalities and powers. That's the power that was released to you. You were made alive with him, the Bible says. It says we died with Christ, we were buried with Christ, but we were raised together with Christ. Not only were we raised together with Christ, we were made to sit together with Christ in heavenly places. That's where you belong. You belong to the heavenly places. The same spirit, the same power that went into the pit of hell and raised Jesus from the dead. The same power that made Jesus stand right in the head goddess of hell and go to Satan and destroy him and take from him the keys of power hell and the grave and rose up and announced I am he that was dead but I am alive forevermore and I have the keys of hell, death and the grave it is the same power that dwells on the inside of you tell that sickness, tell that disease, tell that situation I am victorious because of Jesus Because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. Because of Jesus. Hallelujah. Live the healed life. Through the resurrection power. Appropriate the promises of God. Over your life. Appropriate the same power. Over your body. Over your situation. Over your family. No matter how bad speak that word. Whatever is going on in your body, speak that word. Whatever is going on in your circumstances, speak that word. Over every burden, over every yoke, over every situation, over every bondage, speak that word. There is nothing that can match the yoke destroying, burden removing, power of the resurrected Christ there is nothing that can match that and so our part is to resist everything that tries to take us back to resist everything that tries to erase what Jesus has done that's what we are required to do he bore our sin that we shouldn't bear it He bore our sickness and disease that we should bear it. He became poor for our sake that we through him should be made rich. Can I hear an amen? Amen. That's what we are required to do. That's what we are required to do. Ours is to resist sickness, resist disease, resist the work of Satan and we must walk in resurrection power and believe what God has said. What am I saying? Walk in expectation every day. And expect the power of God to work in your physical body. Accept the power of God that raised Christ from the dead to operate in your life. Live the healed life. Live the healthy life. Be whole in the name of Jesus. And finally, number three, live the Zoe life. Through the resurrected power. Listen what Jesus says in Revelations 1.18. We've read it. He says, I am he who lives and was dead. And behold, I am alive forevermore. And I have the keys of Hades and death. You see, Jesus came to give us life. There's a way life. It is the God kind of life that's charging through our very being. Activate that resurrection power by confessing the following. Because of Jesus' resurrection life. Say it with me. Because of Jesus' resurrection life which is inside of me, I'm getting stronger and stronger. More bold. I'm getting more healed every day because the same spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is dwelling in me. And that same spirit that's inside of me is constantly making me to be alive in my mortal flesh according to Romans 8.11 say it with me according to Psalms 103 verse 5 my youth is being renewed like that of an eagle I'm getting stronger I'm getting bolder in the name of Jesus look at your neighbor and say neighbor resurrection life Is available to you. But you must receive it by faith. Look at the other neighbor and say, Neighbor, you must embrace on a daily basis this resurrection life because it's living in you. Look at another neighbor and say, Neighbor, this resurrection life must be a reality. Make every morning. Speak it out. Every morning. Declare it and say the resurrection life is living in me today. Number, not last point, number four, live free with resurrection power. Free. John three thirty six says, if the Son of Man sets you free, you are free indeed. We shouldn't be bound by bad habits, alcohol, drugs, cigarettes, sexual misdemeanors. We shouldn't be bound by that. We are free indeed. Can I hear and then? We are free to live the life. We are free to worship God. We are free to praise him. Come on, if you're going to praise him, give him a big hand. We are free. You see, resurrection life frees us from the bondage of sin. Or oh, not only that, be free from the bondage of shame. Whatever happened in your yesterday, leave it there. It doesn't belong to today. The blood of Jesus has washed it and cleansed it and made it white as snow. Leave whatever happened yesterday in yesterday and don't allow the devil to remind you. Tell him God has taken it and he has thrown it away into the sea of forgetfulness. I refuse to remember it. But now if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. All things have passed away and all things have become new. Hallelujah. Let's stand on our feet. Live free of the resurrection life. You see, it is the resurrection life that makes us a resilient people. The greatest men and women of the Bible were not super people. But there were men and women of great resilience. To be resilient means you are a person who has the ability to bounce back from defeat, discouragement, hardship. People who are resilient are a people who have a never say die attitude. They know that Jesus is risen and he is no longer in the grave. They don't walk around with depression in their hearts and their face fallen because they know that resurrection life is on the inside of you. They refuse to go back to the grave of defeat. They refuse to go back to the grave of anxiety. They refuse to go back to the grave of fear. They are the people who appropriate the resurrection and the reality of it. These are men and women who walk around every day thanking God for the promises regardless of circumstances. They are like Paul and Silas who even when they are in prison at midnight they raise their voices and they sing praises to God. Why? Because these are men and women who walk in resurrection life. These are men and women who are filled with an overcoming attitude. Because their attitude is an attitude of expecting God to do greater things in their lives. Do you expect God to do greater things in your life? Do you expect God to turn things around in your life? These are men and women who don't have a normal response, but they are resilient believers. They are the ones who see solutions when others see problems. There are others who stand up when others would rather sit down. There are others who, there are those who wake up when everybody would rather lay down. There are those who would rather stand up and challenge the devil than those who will cave in to the defeat of the devil. Do not let the devil have any footstool in your life. Do not allow any sickness and disease to come your way. Stand in resurrection life, believing what God has said. For if the spirit of him that raised Christ from the dead dwells in you, he that raised Jesus from the dead will quicken your mortal body. In raising Jesus from the dead, God made several things available to us. He gave us forgiveness and glorified Jesus as the all-sufficient giver. He gave us, Jesus, a friend to count on. A friend who sticks closer than a brother. A friend who will be there till the last time. He gave us guidance and an unchanging truth of the glorified Jesus. The absolute truth. Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith. Jesus, the foundation upon which we stand. Jesus, the name that we will speak in good times and in bad times. Jesus, the one that we'll bow to no matter what we go through. And he gave us Jesus that even the day we leave this earth, we will go to heaven to be with Jesus. For to be absent from the body is to be present with the Lord. He gave us a life that's not pitiable, but a life that is enviable. He gave us a ministry that's not vain. A ministry that is fruitful. He gave us Jesus, the source of all. Our lover and our bridegroom. Jesus, the one who is dear to us. Jesus, the one who holds us dear. Jesus, the one who will never let us fall. And that's why today we worship him. And we thank him on this Resurrection Sunday. Raise your hands and begin to pray in the Holy Ghost right now. And thank him thank him thank him Mangerebe sekara baro E korolo bosikara baba Mama mahalaboro debre sekurodeha Oh gressa koroshela Mama nembre sekara deba Thank you Jesus Mama haya debre sekurodebebebe Mama makara debrebebebe Hallelujah, Jesus